1: Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com.
2: Hi, and welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott. And I am Ben. We are joined, as always, by our super producer, Noel Crash Brown. Hey. (laughs) Okay, all right. So, Noel is sort of here, but sort of not here. He is actually doing a double duty recording a very special episode of Tech Stuff, which we hope you guys get a chance to check out in the future. He's a busy guy, he is a busy guy. He's a Renaissance man when it comes to this stuff.
3: Sometimes he edits two podcasts at simultaneously.
2: Yeah, we're not fooling with you. You can see this guy wearing uh two sets of headphones and he has them sort of crisscrossed over his head, right? you've seen this. Oh I
3: have. It's an incredible feat. I a lot of us around here, you know, we every time we mention something like he's so busy or whatever and then will kind of, like, whisper each other, like, do you know that he sometimes edits two podcasts at one time with two <laughs> sets of headphones? Right, right. How is that possible? I mean, imagine having, like, two phone conversations while you're holding two different phones up to your ears at the same time. That's exactly what it's like. Mm-hmm. i only add, add the complexity of trying to put it all together on the screen in front of you. It's mm-hmm. like it's,
2: Pretty uh, amazing job he does. It's impressive for it sure. It definitely is. Uh, and what we are talking about today is also impressive. As you know, uh, Noel's nickname is your clue to, uh, the episodes, the episodes theme, uh, for those of you who didn't read the title or just have this on shuffle or something. So Crash Brown, Crash, Crash. What, what could that be? Crash what could
3: Brown. What it possibly be? Well, we're going to talk about some, uh, some cars that have been involved in crashes. Mm-hmm. However, this is this is strange, Ben. There are nine car models that have had zero traffic deaths for something like is it four or five model years mm-hmm. uh four model years four model years four model years and and I want to get this out ahead of time just so that we're clear on this uh, when they when they talk about um zero traffic deaths in these vehicles, these particular cars and mm-hmm. there are nine of them um we're also going to talk about the bad by the way but, um. <laughs> we're talking about no driver fatalities because the information about the passengers is unavailable uh, to the, the, I guess, unavailable at the time uh, because this article is from the Detroit free press back in January of 2015. So it is current. It's this year, right? In 2015. And it's going, uh, you know, from model year 2009 through 2012 because, you know, this data, as you'll find, um, I've tried many times to search traffic death uh, numbers this Mm -hmm. year because, of the staggering number of traffic deaths we've got. In fact, I've got a little bit of an update on that that is very current, as of this morning. Yeah. Uh, But when you try to search stuff like that, you'll find that the data doesn't really get compiled and sifted and sorted until maybe a couple of years later. At best. Yeah, because some of the stuff that I'm finding when I'm searching for 2015 numbers is from, like, 2011. This study goes all the way through 2012, and uh, it's pretty conclusive in the – uh, makes and models of vehicles that are the safest and a few that are on the bottom end of this that are the uh, the ones that don't quite cut it and uh, i guess maybe stay tuned to find out if you're in either one of these categories
2: right and if you're listening to this as you drive uh, drive safely ladies and gentlemen even if you're in the number one uh, uh you know one of those top nine cars but uh let's go ahead and Take a little bit of a look at the background here before we dive into this. Sure, uh, longtime listeners, you will remember that Scott and I have done an episode on the so-called death-proof car, mm-hmm. right? And what what's a death-proof car in concept?
3: Well, in concept, it would be that uh, it is invulnerable in some way that you know it could, it could go through any number of situations, and mm-hmm. the passengers, the occupants, would be completely safe. I mean, that's what automakers are are striving for but they can't quite achieve because you can add 100 airbags to a car you can have any kind of safety restraints that you want there's always going to be a situation where something is going to be able to penetrate that barrier in some way and cause a fatality whether it's an occupant that's not using some of those uh, safety features that the manufacturers include like safety belts sure um or if um you know, just unforeseen circumstances like uh, this is horrible. You run into um, a post or a sign that is uh, acts like a spear um, yeah. or you drive into a lake or you know whatever right. I mean there's a there's a multitude of situations that that every man or these manufacturers can't account for every single thing that could possibly happen to an automobile or a truck on the road.
2: yeah. now, Volvo, for instance, has quite a reputation for safety, and they spend quite a lot of time. And boatloads of money, truckloads of money, I guess would be a more appropriate phrase, uh, trying to sort of predict these situations, the likelihood and what they would need. But when it comes down to brass tacks, when the rubber hits the road, what we are talking about when we talk about cars is propelling a uh, a pretty sturdy thing at a high speed. In an area where there will always be some sort of external potential danger. So a death proof car, uh, is practically impossible to create. Uh, the, the best thing we can do, uh, we being just people in general is to manufacture cars that minimize those risks, uh, to, to the best degree. And that goes into, uh, one of the, one uh, one of the stranger episodes that we've done, which was uh, automobile testing. Which,
3: oh yes, which great. is a
2: classic. That's a that's
3: uh, that would be an old one. And you know, I think that the one that you just mentioned too, the uh, the death proof car episode. Mm-hmm. I believe that was back in January of two thousand nine, and that was when we were still high speed stuff.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> and
3: I, I'm pretty sure that the car testing one that you're talking about, or the uh, crash testing one, yeah. rather, is also in the high speed stuff days because that still was a real era yeah yeah we were pretty excited about talking about that one. Oh, man that a, was creepy a, mor- a little bit of a morbid twist to that one. right no um, spoilers maybe still worth listening to.
2: so uh check that out if you want background for the um the the pursuit of a death proof car but what we'd like to do today is something a little different and walk through these Nine cars. This is based on a study that was uh, conducted by the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety,
3: and that was done as part of the uh, what are the Highway Loss Data Institute? Is that right?
2: Yeah, yeah, nail on the head. So, one thing that we learned in our episodes on Hell's Highway, in a great point that you made, was that dying in a crash has become much less likely. Over time, because although we have higher performance vehicles, we have much higher safety standards. This
3: becomes a little bit complicated because we're talking about statistics. Yeah. And statistics are are just for this are inherently difficult because we have more drivers on the road. The vehicles Mm -hmm. are becoming safer, safer rather. But there's also a trend for these things, for the for the deaths to decline up until this point. uh, You know, from the last nine years, I believe, here in Georgia, we've had a decline of highway deaths. Uh-huh. And this year, for whatever reason, and I, I think we already know the reason, uh, there's a 25% increase in highway deaths. Now, we've had a listener that wrote in a long note, and I'm, I can't read it here right now. It's it's too long. We'll have to get, that might be its own episode, as a matter of fact. Um, and we'll, we'll dive into that. But uh-huh. Art D. wrote in and kind of just the in a nutshell said something like, uh, "It was kind of surprised to hear you think that, you know, 33,000, People dying per year is a lot. And that's, you know, the, the number here in the United States. Right. Each year it's like 33,000. Mm-hmm. Um, he's saying that, you know, prior to, let's say, the 1980s, the numbers were higher to, or closer to like 50,000 per year. And that's with fewer drivers on the road. So the percentages were far higher as far as fatalities go. So, But there's a lot of other information in that note from Art. And, and you know, we, I've read it all. It's very, very interesting stuff. We're going to have to talk about that someday soon. Yeah. Uh, for, for sure. And you know, as a matter of fact, we we also said that we have kind of a, a bit of an inside connection now ah, with the yes. producer or the director of that um, of that uh, documentary, um, Hell's Highway. Remember the mm-hmm. uh, the, the director of that um,
2: lives in Atlanta and yes. actually knows one of our coworkers, yeah, the
3: coworker that sits immediately next to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, anyways, we may have an interview coming up sometime soon with that person. Yeah, with um, Brett Wood. Yeah, we can we can investigate all that. Tell you what, you wanna, how about this? I've got, I've got stats that are current for today. Oh, yeah. Remember, we, through these last few months, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, ever since that highway uh, safety films episodes, or the episodes, I guess, the three that we talked about these, um, we had kind of a, a, a count up, an unfortunate count up of the yes. number of deaths here just in Georgia. And I believe we were right around 465 on May 19th. I saw a number, and this is shocking, Ben. Uh, it mm. it shocks me every time. I don't know why it does, because I know it's climbing at such an alarming rate. But I saw the number on June 30th. Now, today is, we're recording this episode the day that we're going to release it.
2: So, July second, July 2nd. Yep. I
3: saw this number on June 30th. So, just, uh, well, two days ago. Three days mm-hmm. ago, is two, three? The number was up to 620 on June uh, June 30th. Now, I saw the number again today because it's a holiday weekend, so they're putting the numbers up on the board to kind of right. promote safety and buckle Keep, seat belts yeah. and all that. The number, from, remember, just two days ago, 620. Today, the number is 642. So mm-hmm. that's an additional 22 people in just two days here in just Georgia. The number, I mean, when you really think about these numbers, when you, when you uh, internalize this, when you really think about it, it's incredible how fast this number is climbing. It's it's sad. It's very sad, and I I know just statistics wise, this is going to jump up even more after this big Fourth of July weekend because right, that's people, a lot of people are on the road. Um, so that's really sad. But um, and they said that of those that were killed on the Georgia highways, sixty two percent of those were not wearing seatbelts. So this comes uh. back to some of the stuff that we just were talking about in that the safety equipment is there. Some of it is. Proactive. Some of it is, uh, I guess, passive, mm-hmm. and you need to be proactive in buckling your seatbelt every time you get in the car. That's part of the way all of this works together, and I would bet that's part of the reason that some of these cars that we're going to see on this uh, on the safest list are on the safest list because yeah. the driver
2: is taking the time to do that. Absolutely. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because I might. I'm not sure if we're going to do it this episode, but I might have a few questions uh, for you, Scott, and for you listeners. About stereotypes of drivers, mm-hmm. uh, which you know it's a real thing. I, I am not immune to it, uh, <laughs> but uh, but I, I'm I'm going to be interested to hear what people think about this. And you know exactly where I'm going with this, Scott. Very I think soon. I do. Yeah. Uh, so. Why don't we just jump in and start giving some of the specifics? Uh, where do you want to you want to start? At the top? Start at the bottom? Well, it doesn't really matter because the numbers are all zero. Uh,
3: let's start with the good, and I got, I've got it kind of broken down in this way. Um, the good is that there are there are nine vehicles, as we mentioned, you know, that cover four model years between mm-hmm. 2009 to 2012 with zero fatalities. That's in the driver's seat, right? So zero right. driver driver fatalities. And this encompasses, um, how many manufacturers? It looks like um, eight manufacturers. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Kia, Lexus, Mercedes-Benz, Toyota that has two in the top nine. Right. Volvo, which would be expected, I guess. Sure. Um, Audi, Honda, and Subaru. Those are all in the top nine. Now, of those top nine, we will tell you the specific make and model, or the model, rather, in just a moment. But um, there are six SUVs, mm-hmm. one minivan, and two sedans in that top nine.
2: Yeah, and it's not really a surprise for a list like this to be dominated by SUVs. No. Uh SUVs are in general going to be safer from a fatality perspective, and don't get me wrong, a lot of SUVs including some of those compact SUVs can flip easily.
3: Yeah, they have a high rollover incident.
2: Right. Uh incidents. but incidents, yeah, but they are they can be uh much safer in a collision for the people on the inside of the car. The drawback of that is, of course, uh, if you are not in an SUV, but you are in a, a sedan or midsize thing, you're smaller, right? And you are struck by an SUV, then you have your car is definitely going to have a much higher chance of being damaged. Yeah. And you have a higher chance of being injured. Again, we're talking with you know, broad brush here. Broad brush, uh, you know, yeah. when I
3: say high rollover incidents, uh, I guess you'd, you'd have to look up the uh, the moose test, which <laughs> we also have an episode about. I, I thought that was one of our more interesting episodes that we've done in maybe the last year. How long ago was that? Was it two years ago? Maybe even. It's been a while, but um, that was a fun one to do. It can't and, have
2: been two years.
3: Uh, maybe not. I mean, time's slipping away from me, Ben. It's, uh, it's quickly going. But how about we just uh list? Yeah, the yeah. actual safest vehicles now. Uh, I'll read here from the study, and again, this is coming from the Detroit Free Press back in January of 2015. If you want to follow along, you can find this. And you know I'm going to interrupt
2: at some point. Yeah, that's perfectly fine. I want you to.
3: All right, so of the nine safest models, six of those were SUVs, as I mentioned. Right. The Kia Sorento, Mm -hmm. the Lexus RX 350, the Mercedes-Benz GL, the Toyota Highlander and the Toyota Sequoia, and the Volvo XC90. And then the other fatality-free models, you know, over those four model years were the Audi A4, four-wheel drive, of course, you know, the Quattro system, and the Honda Odyssey. Right, okay,
2: so safe for whom? Safe again, maybe for the passengers on the inside. So you're saying, how many deaths did that Honda Odyssey cause on the highway? How many people? You know what? Let's let's take it further. What is the economic cost of everybody being late with those monsters on the road? <laughs>
3: okay, all right. So the the I knew you were going to stop me right there. So the, Sorry. So the Honda Odyssey is a minivan, of course. It's the, the only. Right? I think that's it's the, the only, only one. The only minivan mm-hmm. on the uh, on the fatality free list, and then uh, at least the top nine, um, and the Subaru Legacy. Yeah. So that's a sedan. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, you know, six SUVs, one minivan, two sedans, safest vehicles. A lot of that has to do with the high belt lines on these cars. Right. Um, You'll notice a trend towards that. Even the Camaro, and uh, of course the, I guess the Chrysler 300. That's one that I can think of just off the top of my head that has a, a very high belt line. A complaint. Uh, of the drivers of those vehicles oftentimes is uh, limited sight, you know, like limited visibility, I Right, suppose. right, right. Um, so in the Camaro, I've heard, boy, this is too bad, too, because I'm a fan of the Camaro. I like mm-hmm. the new Camaro, the design, the remake, or redesign, I guess, since 2010. Um, but they say that they're just really difficult to drive because of that limited visibility.
2: And yeah. I, I take yeah. a look at it. I mean,
3: it makes, I say they look really cool because they do look kind of like almost like they're chopped. Uh, because that that extremely high belt line if you don't know what we're talking about it's like where the door panel comes up to almost your shoulder height when you're sitting in the car sitting in the car and then the windows are very uh, kind of squished down I guess
2: right yeah it's almost still, more like rectangular than they are s- would be square
3: yeah, it maintains a, a low roof line it looks like it gives it that uh, that old hot rod chopped appearance
2: yeah, without really
3: being that way and, and the 300 when Chrysler came out with that that was a, a dramatic example of that because we hadn't really seen that from a manufacturer. Uh, in a long, long time, a factory car that looked like that. And, uh, and again, this limited visibility thing is an issue with, the, with some drivers. Some, some are okay with it, I guess.
1: You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack slack is where work happens with all your people data and information in one ai powered place start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites or build an automation with workflow builder to take routine tasks off your plate no coding required grow your business in slack visit slack.com to get started
0: if you use paper you're a human but if you choose paper you're a paper
4: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Well, one other thing, though, that is a, a fantastic point about this, and uh, Road and & Track and several other people have taken a closer look at this study, uh, this is uh, a little bit of good news. People are surprised uh, that, people. while we are not surprised that this list is dominated by SUVs currently, uh, it does speak very highly to the innovations that have come because just eight years ago, there was not a single model of anything with a uh, zero driver death rate. And then just, uh, and you know, uh, 10 years ago, SUVs actually had some of the highest rates
3: of fatality. Yeah. And here we are talking about a four year model, uh, four year span, a model year span. Yeah. 2009 to 2012. That's, that's significant. I mean, it's not just like one year and we're, we're picking and choosing here. It's a, it's a, a broad uh period of time and mm-hmm. i'm, I'm kind of interested that you know in maybe a few years i wonder what's going to come out you know, like what happened between 2012 and 2015 like did some of these maintain that death proof rating right or did they uh, i say death proof but it's more like uh i don't know driver death proof <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean you have to put an asterisk and I see all <laughs> stuff, right 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 but, but um but that's a good question so okay so it's reduced reduced risk but yeah. why is there reduced risk and and some of that is a all of you can guess i would assume is that it's improved safety technology um there there's also another little element here that we're probably forgetting what's that? Um, it? um we haven't mentioned this before this, but it, it's not a fantastic economy right now i mean it's it's sort of on <laughs> it's sort of on the rebound they you know there's back and forth claims of whether uh-huh, we're doing okay, we're right. not doing okay but um the truth is people are driving less, uh, due to the weaker economy. And, and I don't mean to drag numbers or politics into this. I'm not going to. No, but, that's a very good point. But people are driving less on average in the United States than they were, uh, even five, six, seven, eight, nine years ago.
2: Heck, I know I am. I used to, back when gas was, uh, Lower. And I, I don't want to turn to a cantankerous old man about it. But yeah, back when gas was lower, you know this, I had that map about of where I could drive in a day. and It was based on just driving time, not on cost. And I still
3: think that would be a fantastic app for somebody to develop, and i they maybe they have that. I don't know,
2: oh, maybe they just, just came up with it. Hey, you guys, that's a Scott and Ben original, and
3: I just admit, remember I just admitted that I haven't downloaded any apps because I'm an old guy. Would this be and the yeah, app that you if would... you could tell me one app right now that would save me time or money, I'll download it Ben
2: ways no, I'm just kidding I, <laughs> I,
3: you know what i I use and I should clarify this because we 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 did talk about that and I yeah. do sound like the old guy, you know the angry old guy right just a little bit all right. <laughs> I've also told you that I I will not touch a, t- a cell phone while I'm driving.
2: That's true. That you have I said would, that. I won't
3: answer it. I won't I won't look at it. Whatever. Multiple times. However, if my wife is in the passenger seat and she has all of her apps going, mm-hmm. we will use the Waze app. So I use it secondhand, I guess. You vicariously I'm, use Waze. I'm a secondhand Waze user.
2: You're a beneficiary of yeah, Waze. <laughs> I, I am in some
3: in some cases, but uh, but if I'm alone, I I I cannot do it. I just I. I know that,
2: I know my limitations. Well, it's also, it's also pretty unsafe. Waze has this little warning that pops up when it says, it says something along the lines of, "Uh uh-oh, it appears that you were driving, but you have the option to click passenger so that it knows you're the passenger. And I'm pretty sure that most of the people who click passenger are actually driving. Anyway, uh, to move past that, uh, it, it is true that these, that, that people are in general, at least in the states, driving less Uh, and it's it's also true that the safety measures have made an impact and that's probably the most visible impact the most visibly reported impact Uh, one of the big ones would be electronic stability control Mm -hmm. that's that's something that lessened that high rollover incident sure and uh then with with that uh I guess, decreased, it's easier to see the safety advantages that the the weight and the height and the size of an SUV confer upon its driver.
3: Sure. And you know what? You hit on a point that's so important. is because that whole ABS package, I guess, that you yeah. get with an electronic braking system now with uh, with, with modulated braking to different wheels, um, it, it's really remarkable what that system does for stability of the vehicle. So you get all these uh, electronic stability programs and, um, you know, the Programs that that stop wheel slip on certain wheels at certain times or um, increase wheel speed, uh, all that stuff. But you get plus just the ABS system itself, and it all works in concert, and that really helps the keep the vehicle, uh, I guess, shiny side up. That's the important part, right? And, right. Uh, shiny uh, side yeah, up. and it's really imp- important. So the other thing is that you know the, the crash test results. You know the manufacturers that have to do the crash. Test, yeah. Uh, again, we've got we've talked about this in, on our previous episodes, but. There was a time when that really wasn't as critical to a manufacturer selling a vehicle on their showroom floor. People just didn't really seem to, to, to care much about it. They were doing crash tests, right. However, they weren't posting the ratings, they weren't publicizing the ratings the day that the findings came out. It wasn't mm-hmm. a huge deal um, if a car wasn't a five-star crash-rated
2: vehicle. Right, uh, right. Because you know, car accidents are like car accidents are like cancer. You know, it's gonna be everybody else before it's me.
3: Yeah, that's the way people think. And, and it's not true, but that's the way people think. And, and, you know, going back even to the 80s, some of those economy cars that we've mm-hmm. talked about, you know, the, like, like my old Ford Festiva. <laughs> um, or how about that, uh, that El Camino that you drove? Oh man! Um, can you imagine I mean, if they gave that thing a crash test or a crash rating, rather, it'd be probably one like or a half
2: stars. I'd be honest with you, Scott. uh if somebody kicked that thing too hard, stuff fell off. well, you it.
3: know that's part of why there are so many fatalities in these older cars right. is because you know the body inside absorbed most of the uh most of the impact um but but the crash test rate results are improving and what we're seeing with these nine vehicles is the real world results of that. I mean, mm-hmm. We're seeing that, yeah, these are safer vehicles because they've got things like accident or you know, like collision avoidance systems and main yeah, right. departure warnings. Yeah. All that stuff that people are starting to use a little bit more. And this is the real world results of that.
1: You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack slack is where work happens with all your people data and information in one ai powered place start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites or build an automation with workflow builder to take routine tasks off your plate no coding required grow your business in slack visit slack.com to get started
0: if you use paper you're a human but if you choose paper you're a paper
4: We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. My I didn't sister. know we were going to go there on this. Ah! People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in exactly. to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, right. which is different than empathy. Yeah. right? And basically have conversations
2: This is only part of our story, and we have some more news to report. But first, uh, this is the part, Scott, where you and I would usually do a word from a sponsor. But today, we're going to do a little something different because uh we had old friend contact us for a good cause.
3: Yeah, I'm going to help out an old friend here. How about that? Yeah, let's, let's put good. it that way.
2: And uh this is uh, a listener that writes in often. His name is Glenn Beck. The said, Glenn Beck. The, Glenn not Beck. the uh not the other guy you might have heard on the radio. Not the radio guy. No, no. This is
3: this is the actual Glenn Beck.
2: Mm-hmm. The All real right, one. So Glenn. Yes, yeah, so Glenn Beck. And uh
3: as you know, if you're a longtime car stuff listener, Glenn participates in something called um Rally North America. That's a uh that's a group it uh, founded, I think, in 2009. I'll, I'll get to that in
2: just a minute. Yeah, but, yeah.
3: Um, we have already talked about the, um, the the latest rally that he's involved with, the, uh, the Smoky Mountain Rally that's happening uh, middle of July. It's happening right. very soon. And he wrote in recently. I just want to say that, you know, Glenn is being very humble about this mm-hmm. I mean, when, he, when he asks. So he says, I'm reluctant to mention this. But the Smoky Mountain Rally is only three weeks away, and actually now it's only about two and a half weeks away. Right. It uh, uh, starts on July 14th. July 14th. Okay. So he says, we are disappointingly short of our goal. And if you have any way to bring your massive media influence to bear. <laughs> <and> he, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, he's maybe uh, promoting us a little bit too oh, much there. Wow. But he says, if you have any way to bring your massive media influence to bear, uh, now would be a great time. In any case, I hope to see you on the rally, maybe in Roebling or maybe in Athens, something like that. Um and, oh, and he says adds a PS here. He says I'll load up my iPhone with my favorite car stuff episodes to entertain my navigator. So I thought that was nice. That's very kind of uh, you, and Mr. Beck. Glenn. Of course, we are going to uh, going to mention this again because this is a fantastic cause. We've only done this one one other time this year. We mm-hmm. do it, you know, for Glenn each year as as we've uh, since we've known him. I guess sure. Right? And, uh, Ben, maybe you can tell us the dates, and I'll, then I'll tell you a little bit about, um, you know, who's the benefactor to this. Right.
2: Okay. So the dates are coming up pretty quickly. Uh, there's a pre-rally driver's meeting on July 13th. Uh, the actual rally is July 14th, starting in Knoxville, tennessee uh and it goes to july 16th finishing in savannah georgia so that's from knoxville to savannah uh with a stop in hendersonville and athens respectively uh this this is a three-day rally but it's not just for the sake of rallying alone right scott no no there's a a benefactor to all this it's for charity um the
3: benefactor this year is hope for the warriors and this program is something that serves post nine eleven active duty National Guard and Reserve service members and their families, uh-huh. and the families of the fallen who've you know somehow sustained a physical or psychological wound in the line of duty. And that's a great cause. They're uh, only about halfway there from what they what they need. They really need to uh, to get some extra donations. So if you if you would like to help out a fellow Car Stuff listener and and you know looking for a, a great charity to, to donate to, and I, I do this. Sometimes during the year I'll look for true. three or four different things that you know I can mm-hmm. you know put some money behind. This is this would be a good one. Again, it's a fellow car stuff listener, his name is Glenn Beck, and he is on uh, Team Limer. And you can go on the site and you can find Team Limer and you can make a donation in his I guess in your name to his team, you know, for the cause. So it's it's all very good. There's again, there's eighty teams of two people or more, uh, lots of pony cars out there. If you're anywhere near the area, just go to the you know the rally North America site to do all that, and you can also find out the dates. And Ben, this one's coming really close to us, right?
2: Really yeah. close. Yeah, this is super close. This is going to be in Athens. Yeah, in Athens on
3: uh, you know the second day uh, they're going to be at the Atlanta Dragway where they're going to do some drag racing in the evening. Uh huh. And on day three, I know they're going to be at the Roebling Road Raceway, which is uh, right around Savannah, Georgia. That's kind of far for us, but huh. I'm I'll tell you, I'm really considering. Heading out there for the evening of the day two uh, where they're at the Atlanta Dragway because it's, you know, a late night type thing. Sure. Uh, get to meet a Car Stuff listener, you know, mm-hmm. see the Team Limer Mustang. Uh, you the know, we've been talking about Limer for, Mustang uh, a few years. Yeah. But, uh, but anyways, check out the rally, uh, the rally North America site. Make a donation if you can, and
2: mm-hmm. uh, and he would
3: really appreciate it. Glenn would
2: appreciate it. So would we. And, yeah, and I'd like to go ahead and add one, one thing that I have been – skeptical of in the past is when i hear something for a charity i want to know more about the charity so i'd like to give you guys some information to check out uh hope for the warriors learn more about it they're legit they have a website called hopeforthewarriors.org uh, the kind of programs they do are are pretty comprehensive so they uh, assist with career transition and education scholarships for spouses caregivers uh you know there's the Camp Lejeune Marine family that they donate to, clinical health and wellness, sports and recreation, community military relations, they're advocates. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, uh, I don't say this lightly. This is important stuff. Yeah. It and it's is. for a good cause.
3: Yeah. And that's why we brought it up today. I mean, otherwise we wouldn't, we don't typically do stuff like this, yeah. uh, Nat, for our own benefit, of course. We do it for, uh, you know, for car stuff listeners and for great causes like this. So, uh, so definitely check out the Rally North America site and, uh, and do what
2: you feel is right. Yeah. And uh speaking of what feels right, I guess I don't feel great about it, Scott, but I do feel that we have a responsibility to mention the other end of the uh of the research that we found here, uh courtesy of the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety.
3: Sure. You want me to break it down like I did the first set? Uh Yes, okay. let's put
2: a drum roll in when we get to the very bottom. <laughs> All right, so here's the here's kind
3: of the uh uh the, the numbers breakdown of the of the bad side of this whole thing. Now there are three vehicles uh, again the four the same four model years from 2009 to 2012 that have very high death rates. Now we're talking about um, and this is a weird number, Ben. This is a this is 100 more than 100 uh, deaths per million registered vehicle years. Now I find that as a strange, that's a strange way to say that but the, it comes up over and over again in the study this it says per million registered vehicle years now it seems to okay. me like it could be per miles but anyways let's get past that and uh again four model years 2009 and 2012 um the manufacturers represented here they're they're three different and I'm actually going to give you the fourth one because it's very close to the uh, to the, to that number of 100 okay so this is the bottom end Kia Nissan Hyundai and the uh, I guess dishonorable mention in this case uh would be chevy and that's the one that's kind of on the bubble here that's uh barely not making that uh that most unsafe now one thing we should point out here is that it's there are two of those are mini cars you know classified as mini cars right one of them is a small sedan so you get the uh the trend here is that the the large or the um you know the midsize vehicles and sedans and all that Mm. did very well in this test and the mini cars or the very small sedans didn't do so well not well, all
2: of them I mean it's again broad brush but um sure but
3: they all happen to be
2: in the bottom four and that trend is not uh not easily dismissed mm-hmm. it's it's just a simple matter of physics and a matter of weight height it's the, it's very difficult to imagine that a well-built larger vehicle would perform uh, worse would not perform as well as a well-built small vehicle that's true yeah i see what you're saying it's, like it, it just it makes sense yeah
3: it does and and you know again this goes back to people saying i just feel comfortable in a in a bigger vehicle where i have a commanding view of the road and mm-hmm. uh something that's higher up than everybody else you know it's yeah it, it goes your gut feeling is right in this
2: case and really. furthermore furthermore let us consider that the uh kia that kia has a car at the very top of the list and a car at the very bottom of the list ah uh, that's which, a good point which is to me uh just further underlines this point.
3: Yeah, yeah. So Kia is mentioned in the good and the bad. The other manufacturers uh don't turn up in either I guess in the uh, in the I don't know if that's the right way to say that. Um the other two manufacturers in the bottom end don't turn, turn up, up in, in, the, top. in the top
2: end. Yeah, no Nissans
3: or Hyundai's No, no, no. So um okay, so Ben maybe you can read the list, but it's uh it's again these are these are vehicles that have death rates of more than one hundred per million registered vehicle years. So what uh what what tops the list here?
2: Well, Scott, or how do you want to read it? Backwards uh, or forwards? Uh, let's let's go. Uh, let's go backwards. Let's end on the biggest one, and I actually I'd like you to read the list, if that's okay. Oh, no
3: problem. Yeah. So the uh, the Hyundai Accent sedan mm-hmm. um, has a death rate of one hundred and twenty uh, deaths per million registered vehicle years. So the number represents that, right. that uh, stat. All right. The uh, the I guess the number two on the list would be uh, the Nissan Versa sedan, and the number one. Maybe we should get a drum roll here.
2: Perfect, excellent drum roll.
3: Is the Kia Rio with 149 deaths per million registered vehicle years? So, the Kia Rio, uh, boy, I, I hate to say, stay away from it. But right. geez, the stats are pointing that way. Now, we did say that there was a uh, another vehicle that was right on the bubble, right yeah, there on the edge. Four, and it was a Chevrolet. Um, you may already be able to guess this. This is the Chevy Aveo, uh, which has 99 fatalities per million vehicle years. So the Chevy Aveo fell just below the 100 mark to make it onto that uh, that, that lowest list.
2: I guess. Right. But it was really close. So not only did the manufacturer Kia get to the very top of the list, but it also got to the very bottom, the Apex and the Nadeer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this, yeah, as you said, Scott, this doesn't necessarily mean – you should not drive these vehicles. We're just telling you how they performed. And there, there's been talk about... It's strange because the the Aveo already had kind of a, a bad name or, or rumors swirling around it. So the Aveo, to me, is one of the least surprising.
3: Yeah, I think so. And you can look at the size of some of these cars and kind of figure that. But then look at a vehicle like the Smart Car. Yeah. And
2: the Smart, you know, like the Smart for two.
3: Sure, sure. And that score is reasonable. I don't know where it fell on this list because the study doesn't have it there, but... um I, it didn't make the bottom uh, the bottom of the list, right? But it's, it falls somewhere in the middle. And I know that uh, you know from from reading about that car. We've done podcasts about that vehicle and uh, the, the Tritian safety cell that, that surrounds the vehicle that's partially visible on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, all that you know where they do the um the offset collisions with full size sedans, uh, and it holds up really really well. So you know there are some surprises as well. You know when you look at small cars.
2: Yeah, and we do have uh, another point that we should make just before we we wrap anything up here. The improvements made on an individual car, right, no matter what those are, uh, a great uh, safety cell, roll bars, electronic gadgets, sensing abilities, even to the point where uh, an autopilot would take over the car right in, in, in an accident or terrible situation. No matter how much of that individual stuff happens, a uh, death on the road will still be entirely possible unless there are serious uh, changes to the infrastructure of the road or the way that traffic itself is conducted. And I don't know if those will ever occur. You know, we get uh, we get information for people sometimes talking about the utopian future of autonomous vehicles, which is always just eternally around the corner, right? But I would say that kind of change can also create new species of problems. So for right now, Scott, as as much as I hate to say it, I don't think this – Streak of these nine cars is sustainable. I think that something will happen.
3: I I totally agree with you. And there's just no way, as we said, uh, I don't know if we can say this over and over enough, uh, that there's no way for a manufacturer to account for every situation. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, there are people. <laughs> this is horrible. There are people that are sitting in traffic, and uh, you know, lightning strikes a tree nearby, and this you know, two hundred year old oak tree falls in the car and kills the uh, the driver and the occupant or the passenger. Um, that has happened here in Georgia within the last couple of years. I know it. it yes, right in downtown Atlanta, some of the mm-hmm. giant old trees. Um, how could you ever account for something like that happening to your vehicle when you when you you know say that yeah it's fine when it hits this barrier at 35 miles an hour? But what do you do when you're you're sitting there and you know several tons of, of oak tree land on top of it? There's nothing you can do about
2: that. You don't have time um, to
3: roll out things like that. I mean that's a pretty extreme situation, but but I mean. Look at look at some of these uh, these accidents that happen on the highway. You'll say it's like a freak accident. Well, sure, that happens over and over and over again. I mean, there are strange things that happen, but it, they do happen, and you just can't account for every situation. No manufacturer can do that.
2: Oh, you know, this makes me want to ask our listeners for a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. Just uh, if this interests you guys, let let me know on Facebook or Twitter where we're car stuff HSW. Let let us hear your stories. Uh, about the questions we're about to ask. One, what was the strangest or weirdest accident you've ever been in? I think that, I think that's interesting because some people have accident stories that end up being, uh, hilarious sometimes, you know? Uh, it can happen. It can happen. It can happen, you know, when my, fa- my family, everybody has some story about an overturned truck carrying something ridiculous up the mountain, you know? Like sure. Chickens or, uh, and, and then it, the roundup that ensues. Right. You know, you it's it's to, always like one yeah. thing that the truck is carrying. Yeah. Know. Yeah. I understand. You you know, know, hunt down and, and let's,
3: let's limit that to personally involved in it. So it's not like a friend of a friend or, you know, right.
2: Happened like to you.
3: It happened to you. It has to be first person account.
2: And then the other question, which is a little bit darker is what do you think is the most dangerous car And of all the cars ever made? What's the most dangerous? Cause we have seen, we have seen and researched and in some cases ridden in some real lemons. Yeah. But, like, what what make of car or what, you know, what specific what, vehicle?
3: What do you perceive to be the most dangerous vehicle? Right. And why? And Sorry. and be specific. Not just say the, the cars of the 1950s or the cars of the 1970s. No, no, no. Be yeah. specific. I mean, if you were in a real rattle trap of a car, a real tin can of a car. Yeah. And, and, or you notice something that, you know, is just glaringly awful about the thing. I mean, it had, you know... Um, a steering wheel that has a bullet shaped
2: uh, <laughs> um, horn button right you know, yes something like that i mean thing. just
3: just tell us tell us what that is i mean
2: be specific right and of course you know my answer is not going to be honda odyssey is not the most dangerous car it's just, well maybe over the long term if we if we don't stop building the, No, i'm kidding i am so <laughs> kidding i'm
3: going to have to put an end to your honda odyssey slamming man. We have to to wrap it up.
2: Yeah, we have to wrap it up. We have to go. If you would like to check out any of the episodes that we have mentioned earlier in the show today, then you can listen to one and all of them on CarStuffShow.com, completely for free. A big fat zero, that's my favorite number. And if you want to write to us with those opinions and you say, guys, Twitter, Facebook, not so much my thing, you can speak to us directly. We are CarStuff at HowStuffWorks.com.
1: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com.
2: This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.
1: Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fairs.